Pai, and thanks for joining us for another episode of Enlightened Conversations. Each week, we invite guests to share their views on the world, work, and their personal lives in an enlightened way. Our hosts have been chosen especially to role model just how we do an enlightened conversation. This episode is produced by Michelle Lightworker and sponsored by the Lightworker Foundation. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Lightworker here and welcome to Enlightened Conversations. I have the beautiful Raylene Byrne joining me today. Hi Rails, how are you going? Hi Michelle, how are you gorgeous? Thanks for the invitation again. I'm great. Any excuse to catch up with you because I know we're really busy people so it's really great to, to be able to create space for this and there's so many things that I'm really looking forward to hearing about what's what's been rolling for you the last little while. Um, for those of you who don't know Raylene Burr, um, I will just give her a brief introduction for you. Uh, Raylene has, is an internationally recognised energetic healer and retreat facilitator and leader meditation teacher, educator, self-empowerment self through self-knowledge and she's a speaker, writer, shamanic practitioner and an advanced liquid crystal practitioner and earth guardian. And also Rails um, is a beautiful author who wrote uh, my story uh, in Holistic Bliss magazine a couple of years. Actually, I think it's going back two and a half years now. Um, but, um, yeah, that was, that was awesome. I really appreciated that. I, w- I wanted to let everybody know that. You do some regular writing for Holistic Bliss and beautiful <laughs> energy too so I wanted to put that out there. Thank you so much. Thank you. Hi everyone. (laughs) And it's the winter solstice today. I know it's you know I really love these universal markers you know the the winter solstice, summer solstice, the equinoxes, the day out of time. They're all beautiful times and moments for us to actually connect into the universal energy and within ourself you know we are part of it and really reset and reflect um celebrate you know it's it's working with everything and not just feeling that you're on your own like i really believe with everything that's happened especially in the last 12 months the universe has your back all the time so you know taking time out to on these days to connect into yourself and the universe is is a very powerful process to um, align with your soul's journey even more than ever before yeah I agree and I was actually reading um, your web page on your upcoming retreat uh, which is coming up on the 5th to the 12th of September and you know I'm getting tingles just thinking about it actually because as I was reading it um, there was a little list that you provide for people on your web page and it talks about what you expect uh, from your attendees but also what they could expect as well like what you want from them and what and yeah. what you know you expect from them and, and what they should expect as well which I, I think is really brilliant and you give them a lot of preparation time for that but I just wanted to share this with people because I love it I think I think that you know you're saying what you will do for them you will hold space for those who want real depth change while be willing and prepared to step out of the old safety net. You will challenge who they, who they you, you say, I will challenge you to see who you truly are. I will hold you as you break through. I will laugh with you, celebrate with you, fill your obstacles and gently but courageously help you move through it. I will call you on your patterns. I love that, that's awesome. Beautiful conference required sometimes. I will yes. hold space for each of the attendees to feel supported, loved, seen, cherished as the transformational, uh, the transformation takes hold. I will help you put strategies in place for your future life. I know you are worth it and I want you to know that. I'm getting tingles as I'm feeling this <laughs> through this um, beautiful, uh, you know, preparation for people to, to turn up for themselves. I just want to say I know you brought that up at the beginning of the conversation and I just thought, yes, you know, we do need to take time. We do need to take time out and we do need to create space, like carve it out for ourselves to give us that room, that that room to, to expand. Like sometimes, Rails, you know, we're going on in our life, you know, and we're tr- it's almost like our soul's expanding and it's trying to expand and it goes, give me a chance, just give me a chance to catch up. I really just, I want, I, there's more. <laughs> 
there is always more and part of our conditioning is as the humanness and our mental stuff is there's not enough there's never enough I'm not enough you know there's never enough whatever it is there's something in us around not enough and a lot of that is in born and bred um it's in our DNA from generations and ancestry lines that go way back around the fittest of the of the species you know the it's it takes a lot of um strength and the survival of the fittest what I want to say or the survival of the strongest so that makes us feel that we've got to be in competition all the time so there's never enough there's not enough so when we actually can realize that that is not true it is never true that we are enough as we are and creating that time for ourselves to to be in that um, it shifts everything in our life you know there's two things that I really I really am big on with people um, especially opening up to this journey of self-awareness and self-responsibility and self-knowledge is first of all I am worth the effort always have been always will be you know you get someone to say that every day who feels like they're so unappreciated or taken for granted in life they start to do that and, and their life changes and the other one is I am enough, always have been, always will be. That too shifts us into something else. So it makes us want to take better care of ourselves. It gives us stronger boundaries. It allows us to have incredible energy of respect and self-value. So we treat ourselves in such a way that the world has to match us. Nice. I like that. You yeah. know, we are giving it to ourselves. The days of it, us wanting it from the world and struggling and striving and trying to grab onto it and pull it in, doesn't work anymore it's not about that 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 is that whole concept of you know the survival of the strongest so yeah. and that keeps in competition and we're looking at every or we used to look at everyone around what are they doing what do I need to do how can I get in front and this angst and this constant mental fatigue and exhaustion around trying to stay in front you know because of this competition that's born within us when we start to know that I'm enough and know that I'm worth the effort then it puts us into a place of cooperation because all that stuff doesn't affect us anymore. We're, we're so in tune with our own soul song in the world and what we're delivering that that's all we have to show up for. And it, like I said when I started, we show up for ourselves. You meet and greet yourself every single day. My purpose is to be the best aspect of myself today. That's it. Let me do that. Let me be that. Let me shine that. And then life unfolds in this beautiful way of, of grace and ease and effortlessness. That's beautiful. I love that. And as you're talking, what I'm feeling is is that the more that perhaps uh, humanity are competing for, um, it's, it's ironically waiting to be uncovered layer at a time. It's already there. It's not something that we have to chase. It's there. And yeah. the more we step into uh, appreciating ourselves where we are and feeling gratitude for where we are right now, the more um, we naturally expand and we naturally unearth what is already in there and it naturally starts to come forward. And so the more, if you like, is given permission to come forth rather than us try to hunt, uh, hunt it down, compete with others, uh, compare ourselves with others. We're just really enjoying the adventure aren't we we're you know we're more on that adventure of self-discovery and excitement and of course there's always going to be different parts of me showing and expanding god knows where i'll be in five years and and that's exciting for me that's exciting for you that's exciting for all of us it's it's, it's <laughs> taking the feeling off as well and realizing that the cup already runneth over we just we're just yes. not aware at, at yeah we just we haven't we have only the capacity to see as much as we see today um sometimes we can see a little bit more but as long as we're satisfied with the today oh my god that makes everything i say if, you, if it's not fun don't do it <laughs> well you know and and right now i'm in this place where no matter what's going on whether it's chaos change confusion confrontation to me Everything equates to expansion. That's how I'm living my life now. No matter what's showing up, this is another moment to expand. How I work in this, how I deal with it, how I face it is an expansion of my soul in the world. So my, my mission has really, or well not my mission, but my soul journey has become so focused 
and, um, and there's devotion towards it now more than ever before because everything is this when I expand and everything around me has the opportunity to expand and that's where I'm how I'm my life right now um and look I'm, I don't want to harp on it but you know, I did that story in the, this month's edition of Holistic Bliss. I had the opportunity to interview Greg Braden. That was so great to get there. Yes, and I read it. I want to share this. This is how the soul story, the soul song works, if you don't mind me sharing this. No, it was please. 17 years ago on 9-11-2001, I went to see Greg Braden speak at a university in, in Brisbane. And we didn't even know if he would show up initially because of what had happened that day. Anyway, I got to um, do the conference with him. It was an amazing night. And quite a few things happened for me that night that changed the course of my life. And I've had some big men come into my life at times when I've had to change my, my way of seeing the world. He was one of them. But at the end of that conference or the end of that night, as I left, I had this vision. You know how you get these visions? Um, and it was me sitting with him speaking as colleagues. And it was just this flash and I just thought, you know, at that time, oh, you know, that's just a fantasy. I'm such a lowly fan and he's such an iconic wisdom keeper, you know, as if. And it was this moment where I, when I look back, I dismiss myself like that, you know, because we all have fantasies about someone that we look up to at some point in our life. And this vision was there and I dismissed it and diminished it and put it away. Didn't think any more about it. And it wasn't until I had the opportunity a couple of months ago, I was went to do a retreat, uh, his Soul to Soul retreat in New Mexico, which was freaking amazing. And um, I had the opportunity to interview him there. And we were sitting there and in that moment, the vision came back of him and I, that time 17 years ago, him and I sitting together speaking as colleagues. And I really got it that even though um, it was, I thought it was a fantasy, I was act it was actually a prophetic um, seed planting for me and my life over the last 17 years was never about oh what do I need to do to get to interview him and how am I going to do this and who do I need to find out who do I need to know and how do I get there it was completely planted and forgotten about and all I did was do my soul work grow me learn about me shift through the things I had with let my life and soul unfold its story the best way I could all the time until that moment where everything collided. And it was such an incredible journey because it showed me how much trust and um, faith I've had in, in my life without having to struggle and strive. And that's one thing I've, I have not rejected in life. It's something that I, I have chosen to not go down that road. I've chosen to be listen to my inner world, even though it's difficult. And you would know this. There are times when you've got to make choices for yourself. It's the right thing for you. It may not be the right thing for everybody around you, but it's the right thing for you. Okay. And you have to live through it because it is expansive and it's something that you have to do. So that's how I've chosen to live my life. And, it, and I had this moment with him where everything was together. It was like, wow. And I felt not just a colleague, but incredibly respected um, with the conversation we were having. So, you know, and that has taken it to a whole other level because the story that I wrote, which you've just displayed, has been sent out through his whole social media network because he loved it so much. So what my lesson or my learning around this is, is the, the stronger you stay true to you, the stronger connection you have with your own heart and soul and really follow and take action on your own inner guidance, whatever it is that's meant to be yours in life there. And no matter how fantastic your vision is for what you want, you know what? The chances are you're probably going to get there as long as you do you. That's that's what I found. And it was an incredible experience to really give me that, that um, even more confidence to just keep doing it, just keep showing up and doing what my soul song is in the world in the best possible way that for me each day, as long as it's right for me in that day. Yeah, absolutely. And and, and it is limitless because it, it means that you can expand to wherever spirit really is calling your song um, because our song is, is something that um, is, is a melody that I think in a vibration that changes and evolves. Our song changes and evolves as we grow and, and you know, we feel we come more into it, if you like, but it's, it's it morphs itself because we, we're never not in the right place, you know. We're never not. 
And I think a lot of people judge the journey and they think, oh, I'm not in the right place, I'm not following my soul song, but maybe there's some dissonance with their soul song and it's not quite like harmonious, but there's still it's still a required aspect of the song because that whole journey is their record, if you like, of 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 you know, like you would like you listen to anything, it takes you on a journey. And um, so I love that word soul song. And I also I also love the words um, soul fire yeah. as well. <laughs> yeah, what's your soul love. fire? <laughs> no. I just want to no. say that um, that that thing around um, you know the journey. You know, yeah. I was talking with a, a client yesterday, and um, what what came up and it was very strong. I'm just writing about it at the moment. Is passion for the process. Yeah. You know, we're so um, driven for an outcome, and you know the outcomes are always there, but. We forget, you know, we get caught up in the, the day-to-day, I've got to do all these things to get to the outcome. Yeah. When we have passion for the process, it everything we do becomes an outcome. Every yeah. little towards the bigger picture is an outcome. So passion for the process, forget about where you go. I mean, we've aligned with, we know what it is. Have passion for the process and let that fuel you in such a way that your soul is on fire and you are singing your soul song so you know it's it's finding ways to do that so I'm writing about that at the moment because it was a very very strong message that came through yesterday just very succinct as we know when spirit and soul speaks to us passion for the process it's like oh that's a good one (laughs) yeah I love that I absolutely love that I love it and I, I encourage people to devour the um Every little step that they take, just devour it and see it as this is awesome. You know, I am living my life in an awesome way. I'm I'm stepping into that next challenge or, you know, into the fear, past the fear, whatever it is, whatever we're doing. I don't care if it's, you know, changing something that we know we need to improve about ourselves or if it's actually giving ourselves permission to feel more joy that, that's already there because I was speaking to someone the other day and they were like, oh, I feel like I'm in such a sweet spot. Um, is it normal? You know, I was like, hey, love it, love it, love it, love it, like lap it up. So, you know, sometimes we yeah. feel like, oh, if I'm not working really hard, I'm, you know, and I like that in your retreat where you said, you know, if you're expecting to come to camp and just expect that after we go adventuring, you know, like, like yeah, we, we, we go adventuring and then we, the, the the pampering comes, you know. But we we need to go exploring first. But we, it's it's equally important to sit in our joy and our uh, nurturing and lap 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 it up and love it, like really love it. And that's part of the self worth journey too, isn't it? Because I feel more joy every day. And sometimes I think, how much joy can I possibly stand? You know. <laughs> and you're out. What? <laughs> what really? Or about someone? I'm saying they're in such a sweet spot. You know, when I hear that, it's like that's a not, that's our true state, and we're yeah. so used to being in that that when we are in it, we start to find ways to to get out of it because it's like, oh, this isn't normal, and it's like, wow, this is my new normal. This is expansive. So um, yeah, it's I'm I'm with you. It's like how much more is there? How much more can I discover? How much more can I expand into? You know, it's it's a really um very, very exciting time for us all right now. And we become I think when we have that excitement and that joy, like for ourselves and, and our journey and, and passion for the journey, you know, um, I feel like when we're watching other people, our go like go through theirs, our go to isn't oh you poor thing, it's oh cool. Oh, this is great! This is challenging you. Um, fabulous! Yeah. You know, I, I don't need to rescue you. This is freaking awesome what you're going through. And also, when they're when they're actually in their sort of what we would t- t- term a success, or even in their sweet spot, we're not feeling like inadequate. We're feeling like cheer squad. And I think that's actually part of unity coming in. Like uh, as we mature spiritually, we're less about me, more about we, more in celebration of other people. And the collective consciousness then comes together on that vibrational level of let's celebrate each other rather than tear each other down or find ways to pick holes in what everybody else is doing so we can feel good. Yeah. Well, that's going back to what I was saying before, that old theory, that old paradigm around survival of the strongest. You know, we're 
we are going to try and find weaknesses in others in the past in others so we could be stronger but that's not cutting it anymore and I'm with you one of, one of the big things I say to people all the time now is celebrate everything you do find a reason to celebrate life celebrate you because the more you do that the more gratitude you have and the more that comes to you naturally and the more you align with and you know um something that works really well and I've been playing with this this year and it's pretty amazing how it works and uh, you know you and I gratitude girls that's our go-to it's our state of being um I, I often say to people who, who this it's foreign to is instead of waiting to the end of the day to write out your five things you're grateful for through the day or you have gratitude for, I'd say to them it's like stringing beads together through the day. Every, as many times as you can through the day, five, six, seven, ten times, it doesn't matter where you are, just stop. Close your eyes, stand on your heart and just say, what am I grateful for right now? And then open your eyes and see whatever it is and be grateful for that. Because that becomes that steadiness of that state of being in gratitude, and then it becomes your way, your way that's under the undercurrent of everything. It's not something that you have to do at the end of the day. It's just who you become. So um, I've been practicing that, and I tell you what, it's freaking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to ask you a question, Miss. Oh, yes, go for it. What is your soul fire? Uh, my soul fire is is really about what we're kind of talking about, whereas we're allowing people to expand and see a limitless expansion and potentiality with people and to find ways to uh, make people's soul fire more visible. So, you know, uh, through, through the magazine Lightworker Advocate that I started through the projects like this 5D TV I'm producing with um, through other like organizations where we can find ways to talk about what they're doing and and and, and get excited um, because there's a lot of I guess there's a lot of uh, people in mainstream society still that are fearful about our world and and they're fearful about where it's going and I feel like we need to bring some balance to that and we need to bring balance by saying, I believe in the human race. I actually believe that we are capable of tapping into higher vibrational frequencies that will, like gratitude, um, like our soul fire, that will actually lift every everybody else as we collectively as we collectively take responsibility on an individual level. Um, and I feel like for me, that's where I feel the the most excited. Um, how many ways can I do that, Rails? I, I'm not sure yet. I, I feel like that's part of my self-fire journey, like to find out. Like uh, I had a meeting with um, Amy Young, who's the new editor of Lightworker Advocate magazine, the other day, and we were talking about how because she took this she took this on board because I was so busy with 5D TV and executive producing all these TV shows because I've produced over 50 shows since October. It's a lot of shows. I, I'm sort of going, whoa, I guess you don't know what you're capable of until you step into it. Um, but, you know, it's taken a lot. And she stepped in and said, hey, I'll, I'll help. And so she's been editing. And I, I, we had a meeting the other day. I said, how can we actually engage the community to even help you? And we came up with this idea, a bit like what you're doing with Holistic Listen, that we can engage people to, to actually become enlightened journalists, to report on things that matter, on 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 products, services, enterprises, a lot along the lines of what we're actually, what I'm trying to make visible and get, engage other people in that impulse if they feel called to do that. And so, yeah, my soul fire, it, it's extensive, I guess, and I love travelling and um, Tony and I are going to, as you do, and Tony and I are going to Europe in 12 weeks today, 12 weeks today, um, for five weeks and we're going to 11 countries and I'm taking, I'm really open to what, I, with these holidays, uh, I find myself immersing myself into, you know, that sacred space that we that you talk about where you go away on a retreat. But I feel like it's like it is adventure for me. But I always find that through removing myself from like the daily dailies here and then going somewhere else, we do crack open more and we do come into alignment with things more outside the box than than in our current space. Mm. 
-hmm. And so I really, I'm really looking forward to that because I know, I just have a feeling there's going to be more information on that, like for where my soul fire is taking me as well. So yeah, that's that's my soul fire. I, I get all lit up when I'm <laughs> when, when I'm seeing other people lighting up <laughs> like it's great. <laughs> well, you know, um, my world's my taken world's a taken different sort of direction. direction. I'm following my soul, my soul song where it needs to be in the world and. Over the last couple of years, I'm spending more and more time in the business corporate world and yeah. I do a lot of speaking in that world and that's how um, I'm cracking people open is standing in front of, you know, hundreds and hundreds of people, sometimes only a 1,000 people at a time and talking to them about the simplicity of connecting to themselves, their soul, taking action, listening um, and all the simple things they can do in life that cost nothing except them wanting to, to devote time to themselves. So, um, and there's a lot of change happening there. There's a lot of people opening and expanding and their lives are shifting. So that's that's sort of my soul fire. What makes me show up all the time is to help people remember that they have it all, that everything they need to know is already there. They just have to remember how to find it. They just have to remember how to listen and they just have to remember how to take action. So I'm sort of going along those lines at the moment and there's great um, responses, there's great interactions. Um, I'm really loving seeing the uh, some of these people really devoting um, time to their journey and opening up and watching the change happening in their life. It's, it's very joyful. And, you know, every time someone says, oh, my God, you know, you, you helped me do this, it's like, well, you actually did it. I just yeah. held the mirror up, baby, and you did the rest. So, um, yeah, I get it. It's it's this big, big thing going on, expansiveness. That's what we're all about now. And yeah. the soul has been so contained and so limited and so terrified. Like we've, As the mind, the mental body and the humanity has lived in such terror for so long to be who we are, that now that it's like we can't not be that anymore because we just can't contain the energy that we are. Plus, we're getting all these universal energetic impulses and gifts flying in and out. Our vibration is shifting. And as you said, with the travelling, we step out of our comfort zone. And one of the reasons I love taking retreats, taking people on retreats to other countries is for that very reason. You step yeah. into another country, different cultures, different driving on different sides of the road perhaps, um, different language maybe, different foods. There's different. There's so many different things that you have to be starting to trust yourself and how you interact with all of that. So, you know, travelling, as you said, it is expansive, but it does give you opportunities to know more about who you are. And I think on a different level, you're picking up the energetics of different places you go to. Oh, sure. You know, you're doing that. And, you know, how do we know? I'm, I'm just going to say this hypothetically. How do we know that somewhere in our soul's infinite eternal journey that we haven't walked those places before and we haven't lived a life there? You know, sometimes things come up for us in those yeah. places. We're part of why we're called there. So there's yeah. lots of um, lots of opportunities now for people to, to really start accessing that that soul stuff. And, um, and as you I, said about main, mainstream, it is... It is starting because what I'm seeing in the mainstream when I go in there and I've got a lot, most of my clients are from that world now, yeah. they are so uncomfortable. Things that used to work for them are not working anymore. And we know this, the old structures are just falling apart. And no matter how hard people are trying to hold things together, you know, it's not working. It's that little boy trying to put his finger in the dam everywhere. It's not, it's not working. We have to basically put, knock it all down, find a new foundation, create a new foundation and grow from there. And this is what I think this year is about for a lot of people is creating yeah. a brand foundation for the next part of your life. Nice. And do you find that um, when it comes to working in the corporate world, um, you're putting an invitation out there to people in the corporate industry and they're coming to you? Or do you find yourself being engaged by corporate enterprises for their people? And, you know, if, if that's the case... Um, so, what's their main? I guess their main need. Okay, so the main thing is, I get invited in. I get invited to come and speak at events, and so it's to 
help people is to, I suppose it's to bring a little bit of balance on some level because the events I get invited to speak at are all very mental. It's wealth creation, property development, uh, tax stuff. It's all head stuff. And I go in and I go in and talk about soul stuff, you know, and, and it's interesting because some people there are very driven and I'll, I'll be honest, some of them are very driven by lack, you know, oh, I've got to, I've got to make money for my future. I've got to, I've got to get property, but, and they've got, they've got this anxiety and uh, fear and lack of not having enough, which we talked about earlier on. So how can I have more? And it's not a bad thing. I'm not saying it is. But what is driving them is getting in the way. So I go in and I try and talk to people about how to connect with themselves to take better care of themselves and to make better choices and to not get um, to, to step out of the fear aspect and become the abundance of themselves, become the, uh, the vibrational match for what it is they want and how to do that. But there's a journey to get there, and I actually put in place steps for them to find their way to open up and start doing things. Now, the very, very, very first time I ever spoke at one of these events, you're going to love this. I don't know if I've ever told you this story. I was invited, and the person who invited me had been on one of my retreats. And so she just said, I really need you to talk to my people. So I, I decided how can I get their attention? They're all very mental, very in there, you know, past, very rigid, and something in me was going, you need to get their attention. So I thought, okay, what can I do? And what came to me was I hired a magician's cape or a wizard's cape from my neck to the floor, black, long cape, and I've got a set of um, fairy wings at home that I play, you know, dress-ups in from time to time. So I put them on the outside of this cape, and I was in a little room off the stage. The person who invited me had no idea what I was going to do. So I had the cape on and the wings and I was introduced. I opened the door and walked out and, I don't know, there's like 350 people or whatever, and this shudder, a real whew, went right across the room. You could see it. It was like a wave walked, you know, went across the room and every set of eyes turned to the person who was running the event and you could almost hear the minds going, what the F and hell is this, you know? And so I could feel it. And everyone was looking at the organiser and I just had to keep walking and I stood on the stage and I took this deep breath. It's the first time I spoke in front of a corporate group. Took a deep breath, just held it for a moment and then I said, every single one of you is in judgement right now. And I held it and then I undid the thing and dropped it to the ground and I said, and that's why I've been invited to come and speak to you is to show you how easy it is to change from one way into another way and this it is this easy. I got them and it was incredible. I didn't realise how powerful it was until later on when I had quite a few of them come up and say one of the biggest lessons they've ever been taught in their life was when they're in judgement. They said, you showed us that really quickly. So when I go into these events, it's actually trying to help people open their minds just a little bit. So at all the events I've been doing since then, my role is to go in now and plant seeds. I don't go in there to... I'm running all these programs and you need to come and work with me. That's not me. I'm not a salesperson at all. What I do is offer as much information as I can to plant seeds. And some people start off with their arms crossed, rolling their eyes, oh, do we have to listen to this? By the end of a two-and-a-half-hour talk, they're actually wanting to come up and talk to me and some, something's changed for them, which is fantastic. But my role is to plant seeds. Now, they may do nothing with it initially, but six to eight months later, I start getting the calls. I, I really, you know, I can't, this isn't working. I really need some help. Uh, I've got a block. I've got an obstacle. Can you help me with this? And that's all I have to do. And whether it's me they come to or whether it's somebody else, it doesn't matter. But the seeds are planted. And I always say that, you know, I'm not everyone's cup of tea. Not everyone is my cup of tea. But if you have a seed in your head that, you know what, something's not working in my life and I have the ability to change this, right, I need help to find out how to do that. Whoever is the right resonance at that time when the person's ready will show up. So my role is to be fully, give the information as lovingly and generously as I can, plant the seeds and leave it up to them. They either cultivate it and grow it or they don't. Nothing to I do love, with I me after that. that. Yeah, yeah. And so, and so, 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 so
<laughs> um, well, a seed planter or maybe I'm a cultivator. You know, I mean, in that world, I'm planting seeds. When they come to work with me, I help them cultivate it. And then when they actually start producing whatever it is, growing whatever, I can sit, step back and observe and enjoy and celebrate. That's my yeah, journey. I, with I love yeah. that. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and you also help them prepare the soil. Gosh, you're in touch with the seasons, aren't you, honey? Um, you know, <laughs> we're preparing before we even go on the retreat, guys. We're preparing for a month, just saying. <laughs> I love that. So good, yeah. Prepare the soil, plant the seeds, cultivate, and then help celebrate when their, their bounty is. Then they can actually recognise their bounty, and I think that that is just beautiful. And you uh, recently, um, well, you're going to do some more work. I, I feel like with that, you know, soul fire work. And do you, do you have any plans, uh, mechanisms, or intentions that you want to share with us? And, Okay, so what's coming up? Is that what you mean? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, so um, I've got a whole lot of stuff going on behind the scenes right now. Um, I, can't, I don't really want to share too much until it's out, but I'm, I've got some projects that have been on the boil, you know, on the, on the back burner for a little while, and now the next couple of months I'm at home on the coast. I've been travelling all year. I'm back for the next three months to really um, go into my creative cave and finish these things off. There is a whole lot of stuff coming with Soul Fire. It's it's a it'll be a community thing. It's like a Soul Fire temple, um, but it'll be an online temple. Um, I have got some events coming up later in the year. I've got the eleven eleven Labyrinth of Light with Sacred Earth at Chambers Island. I've got the um, the Snake of Realization walk on the summer solstice at Chambers Island. Um, I am running an event in Brisbane. I have got um, a book coming very soon. Uh, which has um, just been in its final stages right now. Um, what else? Oh, there's lots coming, um, lots more interviews, webinars. It's it's really time for me to, uh, my soul song. It's my soul song time and it's yeah. just generously, um, lovingly sharing all the things that really um, have assisted me in my life and the things I've ga gathered that are simple. And like yeah. one Things. Like, you know, I speak with people, especially in the healing arts world, who are struggling with various things and I, you know, give them things that have worked for me or what I've found along the way. And I have so many say, you need to run a webinar on that and share that with people because, you know, for, in, for you know, as an example, people in the healing arts world, that they want to grow their their um, practice, for example, or they want to be more acknowledged or more seen or whatever. And so what happens, they fall I'm going to use the word prey. Sorry, it's a bit harsh, but they fall prey to the business perspective and the, and the side where they've got to, you know, be doing all this stuff in the world, which puts them into, um, they start thinking about competition. Yeah. And um, there's nothing wrong, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but it takes the focus off their offering of themselves in the world and what they do. And yeah. so true cooperation, true collaboration is that, um, willingness to be who you are in the world, share yourself with what it is. Yes, you can put your name out there, but you know what? It's more than just losing sight of and getting caught up in the business side. It's continually knowing that you are enough and you're worth the effort and that your unique frequency in whatever it is you're offering, whether it's Reiki or massage or meditation, whatever it is, is why people come. Why people show up for what you're offering. It's not just what you're offering, it's the energy you bring to it. And the more the people in their, those new businesses, healing, whatever it is, the more people embrace that and really understand it and embody it, the more benevolent their businesses will be instead of going into the panic of I've got to do all these things to make myself known. It's a funny little world that's shifting like that at the moment. It really is out of balance but it is the old way. And so this new way is, it doesn't matter if everybody in the street's doing the same thing as me. The people who come to me come to me because I've got something they need. And that's it. It's as simple as that. Yeah. So and that helps keep you true and aligned with your own soul song, helps you develop your uniqueness in that, and that spreads the word. And that's how yeah. you get yeah. a bigger business. 
Yep. Yep. Agreed. And if it's towards Australia, or check out when her retreat's coming up and her events. I've just popped up on the screen. Um, Raylenburn.com is uh, the website to check out. Um, and the other thing, the other exciting news, Rail. <laughs> oh, sorry. What did you say? New website coming soon. Oh, new website coming soon. Cool. Okay, that's good. We'll stay tuned with that. And um, the other exciting thing coming up on the 22nd of August is that we're going to be um, showing the first uh, premiere cinema screening of Arenda, the movie that you're in. Um, and that is exciting news because I've got the link for everybody for the first time. We just created it, the ticketing. So if anybody wants to go on and do some uh, purchasing a ticket, if you're living in the on the Sunshine Coast or if you want to, um, you know, fly here to watch the movie. Um, you're welcome to. We've got a whole heap of guest speakers, including Raylene and um, Naomi Winter, Lauren Kerth. Uh, we've got uh, Pauline Howfield. And we've also got um, Jean Sheehan as well as Tammy Pike. So there's like seven of us from the movie and we're all getting together and we'll have a bit of a chat after the movie and answer any questions that you might have. Um, it'll be a, a fun night at downtown downtown Caloundra <laughs> on the Sunshine Coast. Awesome. That'll be fun. Very exciting, isn't it? Yeah, looking forward to that. Beautiful concept, that movie too. Yeah, yeah. And for those of you who don't, like, know anything about it, um, Arenda is uh, about the force that uh, weaves through everything. So... You know, it's, it's, it's about uh, a movie that's explaining uh, how we relate to it, uh, how we have in the past as well. I love that uh, part of it, um, of the movie, how the Indigenous talk about it as well and and how it weaves through, it takes us on a journey of how we, we're evolving it all today and understanding it. So I, I really enjoyed the movie a lot. Beautiful. Yeah. Looking yeah. forward to I get to give you a hug then too in real life instead of a virtual squeeze. <laughs> I know. How cool is that? Um, and so with with um, your uh, your your part in the movie, uh, did you did you feel like you had a, a you know you? I mean, I felt that the, the there was a natural fit for you to be in that movie. Um, what we, what was your feeling when you were sharing? Um, yeah, natural fit. I mean, I believe in, in the energy that weaves everything together. That's part of this oneness. It's part of, you know, the we are divine little aspects of that. We all carry a part of that within ourselves and we're work, weaving our way, walking through life, connecting all the time to that. So, you know, isn't this what our soul song is? Isn't this really what we're doing is bringing that beautiful energy that weaves through everything into the world and expressing it our unique way? Isn't that what we're doing? You know, that's... Yeah. That's how I see it. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward. I haven't seen it yet. I haven't had time. I've been travelling so much. I'm okay. looking uh, sitting down and watching the whole thing. I've, now I've got time. As I said, my creative cave, I'm home for a few months now, so I've got a lot of catching up with things to do. Yeah. Oh, look, you'll in, I think you'll enjoy it. I, I really love the way, uh, for those of you who don't know, Dr Lana Marconi, she's, she's a producer, a filmmaker, and... Uh, she's a award-winning Canadian filmmaker, and she did a fantastic job. I I I can't wait to see it on the big screen. Actually, I, I enjoyed watching it, but it, it'll be really nice to actually see it on the big screen. And um, I love the way she put it together. I just felt like it really helps us to understand so much more about spirit that perhaps we hadn't considered, and how that's reflected back in in uh, times past as well. Uh, I really enjoyed the indigenous component, like I said. Um, you know them talking about how they connect to it, and um, you know it just it just felt really um, uh, well rounded. You know, giving it giving a really well rounded view of it. So yeah, I really enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to watching it again because I think sometimes when you when you first see a movie, you, you get so, some level, one level, and then when you see it again, you get another level. So um, yeah, and I think yeah. too, you know, when we when we stop and look at everything, the indigenous. Um, way of living was the original, basically the original, and there was a definite connection and understanding 
respect, honouring um, of the sacredness of nature and yeah. and the land and the wisdom of the energy that pervades everything. So, you know, the Western cultures or you know the Anglo-Saxon culture, whatever, we have been so separated from it that in our new age, and I see new age as K-N-E-W because there is nothing new, um, we're now thinking of, that it's all this new stuff. It's not. It's it's ancient and yeah. it's part of our DNA anyway. It's in us. So as we're opening up to it and really connecting in, we are starting to step into the K-N-E-W age. Yeah, I was screen. I was like, K-N-E-W. <laughs> it was like, oh, K-N-E-W, that's perfect. I love it. <laughs> yeah, that whole, the whole new age thing to me, it does my head in. I look at it and I can't see it as the way it is. I see it as K-N-E-W. It's like this, we know all this stuff, you know, and it's interesting because this retreat I just did recently with Greg Braden, four yeah. days of incredible wow, um, so much of the science that he is bringing to new age concepts is all Indigenous stuff. Yeah. And it's the behind it and you're sitting there looking at it going wow you know why isn't mainstream why isn't the media picking up on this and delivering it to everyday people even down to the fact I'm going to have a soapbox moment here that some of the science they're teaching to our children in school is the wrong science the new science is there but it's not we're not teaching it it's not coming down through the um through the layers, we're still teaching old science to kids. We are being completely dumbed down to what actually is. So it keeps the separation huge, yeah. the, the gap between knowledge yeah. and wisdom huge. So when you see a, 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 an enlightened person... When I, sorry, when I was listening to you and Greg, because I, 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 I looked at this uh, live stream that you had and you were sharing and, and stuff like that, and you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of... When I was uh, 24, I studied uh, anthroposophy for a year and it was a pre prerequisite for um, being a Steiner teacher. And I yep. studied it, it, anthroposophy is a study of man and yep. Rudolf Steiner was the person that put that together, um, even though he's long since deceased, but that's the course that I did. And yep. in that, we actually had a look at how actual science and spirit actually link up like that that was that was a most fascinating year of of my life um to take a whole year out to to look at how all that worked and 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 they were the creators of the biodynamic uh food and you know how you even prepare food changes the food and there's like you know there's there's actual evidence on that and things like that and so Oh wow! I just find it so exciting, Ralph, and and you know, um, to, to 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 you know, it's kind of almost logical, but we've removed it. And like you're saying, like in the school, they don't look at the 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 science, the connection of how how it comes, spirit and science connect together. Which I think is you're right. I think we need to look at how to do it differently for our kids so that they can see that science isn't there to dissect and, and disconnect. Science could be there as a tool to help us to actually believe more in spiritual, the spiritual picture. Well, what I love, what Greg said, and I put it in the article, I really love this. He said, science is the contemporary language of spirituality. And the reason that is, and I know this, because when I present to these big groups of people, I don't go and talk too much woo-woo. As much as that's my other language, I actually speak in their language because there's no religious charge to it. And this is why science, people will listen to science with regard to anything spiritual because there's no religious charge. As soon as there's a religious connotation, which often spirituality is tainted with, people turn off. They've already made a judgment. So, you know, I love that. When he said that, it's like, okay, so the only way to get to the mainstream is with a language that they understand that opens a pathway for further curiosity. That's it. Mm -hmm. And then the answer is there. So, yeah, and that's that's what I've been doing, is opening yeah. people up to be curious enough to pursue it if they choose to. So, you know, that's we've got to look at some of the science stuff. So if anyone's watching this and you want to understand a little bit more, this guy Greg Braden's got a website, he's got loads yeah. of videos and stuff. I would highly, highly recommend 
to go and watch his stuff because he has the science to prove a lot of the things that the spiritual world, inverted commas, I do inverted commas, which because I don't think the spiritual world is different. It's just that somewhere in our humanness we go spirituality and, and non-spirituality. It's the same thing. We're spiritual beings. Um, yeah, it is the language to bring that into everyday life or for people to understand that, that, is, that it is present. And, you know, science is such a great way to prove it. Um, especially in old cultures. Yeah. I've got his website there. Just just uh, found it as you were chatting. Um, so anybody who wants to check out Greg, um, that's his website. And, uh, yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, thank you so much. I really appreciate you talking about it in that regards because it is about meeting uh, people at their map of the world and feeling comfortable with the language that they're using and not feeling like you're a fish out of water even if you've, gone down spiritual path and you age and you know you're you know more of a hippie and I, I just think I talk to people like from all walks of life all the time and you know exactly how you can um when you take when you take the judgment away like you know how you were talking about how you turned in front of the group and well I worked in I've worked in mainstream a lot in my life and when I when you take the blinkers off about people in mainstream you find Freaking hell, they're full of spiritual people. Like, there's yes. so many spiritual people. They're just, a lot of them are scared to show it, sure. But when you start to uh, take the blinkers off and take the judgment off, and it's almost like, uh, can we find a new spelling for mainstream? Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> um, so that it's not a judgment, you know, it's almost like we're putting a judgment between us and them when it's, more about the fact that uh, if we only really understood what is really going on in there. Like I worked for child safety rails, you know, for five years, right? And in that time, that was my spiritual assignment to work in there after after my awakening, uh, after yep. writing work practitioner training and all that. Like, what, whoa, okay. But, and you can't get more mainstream than that. I mean, people, you know, coming in, swooping down, taking out kids away. I mean, hello, it's just, you know, working with the darkest side of humanity, if you like. But in that in that uh, process, what I learned was how many judgments I had, um, and 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 how I needed to peel back the layers of my own judgment. And as I did that, what I recognised working in there was that there were so many people who were operating along spiritual lines and doing their work. And so that's a really good example, isn't it, of how has to go both ways we can't expect people to rise to meet us all the time we actually have to um stop being on the high horse. yeah come off the high horse and 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 look at people Absolutely. you know i love what you're saying because that is you know the judgment thing and we're all guilty of it because it's part of that as i said going back to that old concept of survival you know of the strongest judgment competition so it's in us but if we're mindful enough to know that that is a part of our conditioning, then we can pick it up really quickly and step back from it, you know, and not let it be the thing that clouds our choices or responses or decisions. Step back, see a bigger picture, you know, and then put yourself in that, that playing field where there's no preconceived ideas. It's just, okay, this is what's happening right now and how's the, what's the best way for me to respond to this that is the correct way for me. Mm. Yeah, come back to that, the correct way for me. So, yeah, you know, the judgment thing, more and more and more, um, I think more and more people are aware of it in themselves, but it is habitual. It is habitual. And it does take a lot of mindfulness to, to really not fall into it. It really does. Even though we think we've got rid of judgment, it's still there. It'll come up with something else. You go, oh, my God, here we go again. So, you know, not don't beat yourselves up. It's just, okay, there's a judgment there. I need to step back from that. Yeah. What's Don't the correct thing? Yeah. I, you know, I saw this thing the other day. Someone sent it to me. It was beautiful. I, I can't remember the name of the guy who was speaking. It was a little clip. And he was saying, I just so loved it. Um, whatever's going on in your life, make sure you do the right thing. And it doesn't matter if everybody around you is doing the wrong thing. It still doesn't make what they're doing right. You do the right thing. Be the person who does the right thing for yourself all the time. And that way, you know, you may be ostracised. You may be 
rejected, but your thing is you're doing the right thing, and that's what it boils down to. Yeah. And, you know, not so much right or wrong, but I, maybe I should use the word more aligned, you know. Yeah. Um, you're, that taking you're, that, yeah. yeah, aligned with self more so than doing things because everyone else is. If it's not aligned with you, it's not aligned with you. So, therefore, it's not it's not true for you. It's pretty simple. Can I Can I know we're going to wrap up soon before we wrap yeah. up? I really I, – I, and, and feel free to say no, sorry – but I was just wondering, are you able to share a little bit about maybe what your book's about? Oh, it's uh, Soul Stuff. Mm. Uh, it's also um, uh, the the journey to self-love, you know, because, uh, okay, you've asked me, I'll let you know. Um, I've got this real thing. Whenever I hear people saying, and I'm sorry if I offend anyone who's listening in, I, this isn't about offensiveness, this is about me and how I feel about stuff. Whenever I hear people saying, oh, you got to love yourself more, you got to love yourself more, I want to freaking knock heads together. It's like, what the hell does that mean? Well, tell me what that means. So love, what I've discovered over all my years, love, self-love, whatever you want to call it, is a very subjective experience. And it's all to do with our upbringing in the early years, our re receiving love and, and how it's been. And some people it's a great experience and some people it's bloody awful. So we're all going to have this subjective way of understanding and feeling what love is and it governs us for life. It's like all things, you know, we get a belief or a pattern and it's there all the time. So what I've found over the years is there's, there's a journey towards self-love and there's levels of self and these levels of self actually respond to energy centres in our body and it's this beautiful journey through all those centres and what they actually are, instead of saying base chakra, what I look at it as is the, the area of self-responsibility. So it's things like that through the energy field um, and little, you know, how it's when it's low, how it looks and when it's um, when you're in, when it's good, how it looks and little processes to bring you into balance with it. But following this um, journey into the sovereignty of self-love because self, it changes every day. It changes every day. We're changing. So everything, our sense of self-value and self-responsibility and self-respect, all those things are changing constantly. So to be working on self-love today, it's going to be a different experience tomorrow. Exactly. Well, can I say that I would love to, once, you've, once you're done with writing your book, you want to send me a copy, I would love to review it for Lightworker Advocate magazine and put a book review in there because it would be, I would be it would just be perfect fit for the love um, principle. And yeah. so if, if with your, you know, obviously if you feel guided to do that, um, that would be a beautiful offering, I feel, like for people to understand yeah. that, how it is so, um, it, and I'm getting gooses about it all because it's so, it is about owning your ability to understand, be aware of, be current with. Yes, be courageous. Be courageous with it. Very yeah. courageous. Yeah. And and so, and yeah, and it's it's really helping us to lift that vibration. But not only that, but to keep it there as well. To keep it there. Because yeah. I've got there's a process that you can do that shows you very simply where you're down, like where it's a bit low, like what particular area is a bit low. So there's, you know, you go to the area on either side and work on those and it brings it up. So it's a really simple process. But there's also some, um, a section of rituals, you know, beautiful rituals for um, new moon, full moon, uh, various you know, equinoxes, solstices, um, bringing things in, releasing. There's a, it's, it's like, it's like a, a lifetime of work put oh, down. And do, you know, this. So it's, it's been hovering for a long time, but now it's time. And that's why my next couple of months is like down in the cave of creativity and going for it. I love it. Well, thank you for grounding yourself here and at the end of your travelling journey before you get into your cave, thank you so much. And I look forward to giving you a hug on the 22nd at the Arenda Film Premiere in Floundra and um, lots of love to you with putting that love into your beautiful book. So um, thank you again for joining me. Oh, beautiful. You're Namaste. And yeah. thanks so much. Neon, it's always wonderful to talk to you. Enlightened conversations. Hey, it's the only conversations I have anymore. Exactly. <laughs>
Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next, okay. we'll see you next uh, week. I've got Chris Pannon joining me from Massage Me Now. He's the founder of a new app that's launching next week and it's to help uh, practitioners be seen, found and booked all over the world, travelling, uh, static or what have you. So I'm really looking forward to uh, talking to Chris as well about his beautiful venture. Bye, everybody. Have a wonderful winter solstice.